It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What a win. What a win for the Browns. Unbelievable. I didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. But they beat the 49ers. Sensational. We are going to drink in this victory Tuesday. Get ready for the Colts. Break down in detail how good this Browns defense actually is and what it means moving forward. And a lot of teams on the bye, so we need to get to some fantasy football under the wire, waiver, wire pickups. All that and more right now on the Sixth Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Chubb runs. He's to the 10, 15. He's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb. He's to the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Chubb on Lava Hub. It's going to be sick. Wow. I, I just, I'm, I'm so, so thrilled to be able to do this show. Like, who, did any of you actually think that the Browns would win that game? I know we came on the show Sunday and looked ahead, and I, I, I will be perfectly honest. I didn't give them a chance in hell because all the way through that game, 100 times out of 100 Browns fans, we watch that game, the kicker makes that field goal, right? We don't get those types of breaks. Browns fans don't get that type of break, but we got it. Officiating, horrendous, some of the worst I've seen calling the face mask on the Browns when it was obviously the 49ers. Then they had to reverse it. Phantom calls this and that. It was, it was really bad. Like, it was it was a really poorly officiated game, really across the league, right? And, uh, boy, it doesn't matter, though. We got the win. You're 3-2. and two. Such a magnificent difference between 3-2 and two and 2-3, two and three, especially with how close this division is now. Like, this AFC, it's totally up for grabs. Right? Like, okay, the Jets won, but they're not scaring anybody. The Chargers blew it. Uh, Chiefs are obviously still very good, but they look a little bit mortal, as do the Bills. This is right here. You might be getting Deshaun Watson back day to day. That's going to be it. And and we'll hopefully find out more Wednesday, Thursday coming up. PJ Walker did the job, man. XFL MVP PJ Walker did the job. I'm I'm just so so thrilled, so riding high, eating the victory pancakes, getting the victory Monday mug up. Let me know how you guys are still feeling. You're still riding high? You're nervous about Indianapolis? Because we'll get to it. But Gardner Minshew is going to play. Anthony Richardson, the stud rookie for the Colts, he's going to be out for the year likely. Gardner Minshew can beat you. Hey, Martin, Gardner Minshew has won games. This guy's a wild man. He doesn't care. He's got jorts. He's wearing bandanas. He's got the Fu Manchu mustache. He doesn't care. Gardner Minshew can beat us. But we got the defense to down him. 
and that whole team. Get your fantasy football questions in using hashtag AskAndy on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns, Instagram and TikTok at AndyMCSports. Get those fantasy football questions in. We'll dive in my under-the-wire waiver-wire pickups in a little bit. But I wanted to go to the coach. We've had him on the show multiple times before. Coach Lance is going to jump on. He's a contributor for Cleveland.com, former high school coach with Cleveland. Coach, how you doing, brother? Andy, thanks for having me. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. And look, as soon, it was funny, we were talking before we came on, and I said, look, as soon as that Browns defense did what it did to Brock Purdy, the previously untouchable, everyone gushing over him, all that, great story, whatever. As soon as I saw what that defense did, I said, I, I got to get Lance on the show to break this thing down, because I love how you do the, the, the image breakdown. So how are you, man? Are you, you feeling good about this uh, this Browns team? You know, I am because I'm a big believer in defense and, and, and up front and both sides of the ball. Browns, even though they've had some injuries with Conklin, uh, they're really good on the defensive line. They're really good on the offensive line. Uh, but more importantly, defense travels and defense, you know, offenses can be inconsistent with weather and things of that nature. There's a lot of things that can happen that can, you know, kind of hurt an offense. However, defenses, especially defensive lines, the linebacker, you know, they, they, they're really good at all three levels. It's going to travel. They're going to play very well. They're going to be in every game, regardless of who their quarterback is. Obviously, they need to play better to be elite and, and make a deep run in the playoffs and, and win the AFC. But that defense is going to keep them in games. Uh, I you know I said it late last week. I felt they had a chance just because I knew defensively in, in, in all sports, but in football, it's a game of matchups. And the Browns matched up very well um, personnel-wise against that 49er and scheme-wise against that 49er offense. It sure did. It did. And the weather helped, of course, and all that. And like the, the 49ers lost McCaffrey, Debo Samuel in game. So what? We were without our Pro Bowl left guard, our a $230 million quarterback, without Nick Chubb, all that. So it all worked out, and it was great. But let's bring up a few of these images from the defense. Because when we saw this, here's a big thing with this San Francisco offense. And to a certain extent, too, Lance, the, the Browns offense, lots of motion. Lots of confusion, lots of lots of to make you think. And Jim Schwartz, it was either him or one of the players after said, what was the strategy? It was like, well, we're, we're just not going to move. Like, they can run around all they want. We're not going to expend our energy. We're not going to get all befuddled and uh, bump into each other. We're just not going to move and stand our ground, just like they did in the pregame fight, and it, and it worked. Let's bring up an image here, guys. Let's uh, let's take a look at some of this here. Okay, take us through this uh Lance, tell us what, what's So going the first on. thing, when you talk about motion, how they handle motion, they can do it a bunch of different ways. So the, what they did here was the, that receiver, Jennings, is actually going to go in motion, and Ward has him man-to-man. -man. Now, this time, they're going to bump it. Occasionally the, in this game, they had Newsom run uh, with motion, but Ward's going to bump it over to McLeod. Now, the thing that happens is that what I really like about Schwartz is that he never bumps uh, speed guys to linebackers or guys. He never creates a matchup for himself that's going to be a problem. The other thing they do, if they have interior motion with tight ends and fullbacks, they will just bump those guys because the second level with Delpit, with JOK, with those guys on the second level, and I don't even consider them linebackers. I just consider them second level players. They can all bump and play man coverage against tight ends and fullbacks. What that does more importantly is that you don't lose coverage. But what I really like is that it gives you good run fits. So right. if any guy they can run with, they can bump. Here they bumped. Occasionally they'll run with. Uh, but the rules are very simple. So this motion that gives other teams a lot of problem does not give the Browns problem as much problem because they're in man coverage. So if they're in man coverage, that's my guy. I got him regardless of where he go. And when you watch the film uh, against the Cowboys, for example, they open up such windows against the Cowboys with this motion and this out motions, cross motion. 
the Browns kept it very, very simple. Yeah. Um, they had an issue. They stayed home. By staying home, you create great run fits. Uh, they allow those linebackers to, you know, cover. I always say the line, our, the Browns linebackers are covering punts. They're cleaning yeah. up for what the defensive line has has created for them. And then the secondary, because they're in man or a simple a form of man with a simple bump here and there, they don't get lost. They don't get caught in, in picks. They don't get caught in uh, rub routes. And it's just very simple. And here's just a classic example. They motion across. Instead of running across, what they're going to get is they're going to get a bump to McLeod, which is going to allow them to have good run fits. They now have three linebackers stayed in the box. Ward is there. He now has the one receiver. It's very, very simple. Um, Schwartz is not very complicated. It's not a very hard mm -hmm. game to break down. But what they do is they play with their hair on fire, and they're consistent in what they do. And they have a, um, you know, going back to more than just the defense and the slide, they don't back down. This They have an identity, and they stick to the identity. And that's kind of what the Browns' offense is reaching for, even with Watson coming back. The Browns don't have that problem right now. They know who they are. They know what their strengths are, and they're going to make you beat those strengths. And right now, it's hard to do. They're good, defensively, they're good enough to be 5-0 and right now. Amen. Absolutely, they are. And what I love is with this defense, like you said, it's simple. The players have come out and love it. They're not getting confused like last year with all the communication issues. There's no communication issues. Everyone knows their job. And different guys have stepped up. Dalvin Tomlinson had his best game by far as a Brown. Like, Lance, he was, on, he was just penetrate in that middle it was unstoppable and that allowed even though if you look at the statue it's like oh miles garrett didn't have a sack boy he caused a lot of turmoil man he was hitting purdy he was in his face he was right there and that opened things up to everybody else and of course mj emerson that may be the best draft pick uh that andrew barry made because an interception first of the year that guy is just an unreal Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply corner so yeah when you look at their defense their defense is uh you know when Schwartz came in they, they made a big overhaul on the defensive line yeah. they've made some additions in the secondary and what they do is they like to have three levels and I once again I don't talk about d-line linebackers secondary with Schwartz I always believe it's the front line the second the second level and the third level and the second level guys are so important because they need to be able to play multiple positions if you can play multiple positions just like down in front where they have Smith uh, they've had Akbo, they've had Obo inside. They mm -hmm. actually had Thomason out at the end a couple of times. So this position flexibility uh, means you have to be simple because you have to play multiple positions, but it allows you to play fast. And I've always been a believer. Um, my dad always taught me this as a coach. If you are thinking, you're not moving. And they, he's gotten to a point where it's just reactionary. And these guys line up, they create, he finds matchups up front. He allows his linebackers to run. He allows the secondary to cover and man covered. Sometimes they're in off. Sometimes they're in press. And as you said, everything is simple. And simple doesn't mean easy. Simple means mm -hmm. I can play fast. 
yeah. that's what that defense is doing. If you see what they do, they recreate the line of scrimmage. Those guys are position flexible. They can cover motions. Everything is really simple, and the offense doesn't get to dictate. Jim Schwartz dictates, which is a big difference from what they've been in the past, and that's what's, that's what's uh, allowing them to be successful right now. I like that. If you're thinking, you're not moving. If you're thinking, you're not moving. Brilliant. Bring up the uh, next picture if you can there, Sammy. Uh, in conversation with Coach Lance Riceland, contributor to Cleveland.com, former high school coach on Twitter. You can find him, Coach Riz, and at Lance Riceland, R-E-S-L-A-N-D. All right, take us through this. What are we looking at? Well, this is just, you know, I gave you a couple pictures here of just what they like to do. So this is actually Akbo, number 54. He's at a stand-up three technique, and then you have Miles outside. Now, often what they'll do is you'll see JOK in the middle there. They would walk him up on the center, whether he's coming or not, and the center has to account for him. So right now, the center has to account for, uh, you know, JOK if he's coming, which is going to put Oboe and Miles Garrett in a one-on-one. -on -one. And what he what it does is it creates such um, – issues you know you can see there they left leave the tight end there to help on miles but that's okay because now you have uh, uh, oboe by himself on the left guard guards aren't tackles because they can't move as well laterally if you look on the other side you have smith who's going to be in that wide five yeah uh the wide five causes issue for the right tackle and what they're going to do is they're not going to read a lot of stuff they're not going to read the feet they're not they don't have a ton of rules especially on third down what they're doing is they're going to take their gap and they're going to take their gap aggressively. And when you take that aggressive, uh, aggressively, it allows you to recreate the line of scrimmage. But you can only do that if these guys are, are flexible. And, and Oboe Obo's undersized, but he's going to go down inside because he understands. And he plays with his hair on fire. And, and Miles can play the linebacker and do different things. So they create these matchups with Smith, um, Oboe, and Miles. And then I always say, then they have Thompson, who's just kind of their anchor in there, who's going to mm. occupy a bunch of people. They have a perfect mix of what Schwartz wants to do. And this is a classic example of a, a third down where they're going to put Oboe on the guard. And this is a tough map, matchup. Then you got Zadarius Smith, like you said, on that wide end there. And uh, you mentioned JOK. I gave credit to Tomlinson. How about JOK in that game? Like this, like Lance, this was just everybody was extra bought in and was playing out of their minds. It was brilliant. Like, JOK was in the backfield, tackling the quarterback all over the place. He was really that Swiss Army knife weapon that they drafted, and he did such a great job. We had you on last time when the Browns signed Zadarius Smith, and what I like about this defense is it's, it's again, if you try to pay too much attention to one guy, somebody else will get you. But Zadarius Smith, not from a number standpoint, what I think a lot of us were expecting. Are you pleased, disappointed, inconclusive about what Smith has done so far? No, because I think it's a part of a whole, right? And mm -hmm. when you look at like when you look at JOK, I'll give you an example. Because I let I was actually I'm not a uh, I'm not an anti Woods, you know, DC last year. I, he, it's just his scheme. I don't think necessarily fit the style of what these guys do well. So when you say JOK is playing well, um, it's just last year he had a lot more rules, and a lot of linebackers in, in different yeah. schemes have a lot of rules. He now doesn't have a lot of rules. He's got a gap. But though, instead of reading a double team and deciding where it's going, he's just taking the gap. So instead of reading two gaps, he's just taking a gap, which allows him to be instinctual, which allows him to play fast. Again, yeah. not thinking, not worried about what the scheme is necessarily, and allows him to freelance a little bit and make plays and do what he does best in space. And things like screens, when you think all that, that's because he's in man coverage. He doesn't have to worry about a zone as much. So there's just style-wise, the scheme really, really matches up with the the – style and um, traits of these defensive players. And Zadarius Smith has done a ton in terms of getting people open. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the one, in my opinion, he hit Purdy early uh, on an inside stunt. 
He allows you to run stunts because he's big enough to play that three technique and hold up in there against the run. He can run stunts. He can play with Miles. He can play with Oboe. He can play with Thompson. So his flexibility uh, is exactly what the Browns um, are looking for. And to me, one of the most overrated th- stats in football is sacks. And people are always like, you're crazy. I just don't believe in sacks. I believe in pressure. And right. Smith and Oboe, these guys get pressure and they get quarterback hits. And when you saw Purdy, those quarterbacks aren't afraid, but Purdy's clock was sped up. And when your clock is sped up, you don't get to go through those progressions as well. And that's what the Browns are doing. They're speeding up the clocks of these quarterbacks, which makes them uh, throw the ball early, throw the ball late, get get rid of it, and maybe not get you to the third read. And Smith is one of those contributors. So, no, his numbers aren't great, but what he's doing is exactly what Schwartz wants. Now we saw that because of the wet ball, him and Purdy have to rush. The ball squirt out, right? Just pop up in the air, a little magic trick. Let's bring up another – Pitcher here on the the defense to take a look and really start to now pivot, Lance. After we looked at what this means towards uh, the Browns playing the, the Colts, so we got got the three the three circles here. So you got you. So you're gonna have a DT on the center here. Um, you're gonna have Miles Garrett standing up on the guard, and you're gonna have Smith now on the outside. And this is part of this flexibility. And now because of they have confidence in what they do, they actually have Martin Emerson. He's got he's got the uh, the wing man coverage or the uh, back in man coverage. But they're gonna move him up the line of scrimmage, which gives him great run fits, which gives him great run support. But what they've done by covering that center, by having Miles in that B gap and having Smith outside, you've created one-on-ones for all three of those guys. So if you look on the right side, they're a little weak because they're in a wide five and a wide three, but that's okay. That's what the matchups on third down is what they're trying to get. And because they rally to the ball and because they have so many people down in the box, they're able to uh, account for different gaps they leave open. But this is a great example of the matchup Jim Schwartz wants to create. The first circle, you got the guy in the center. Center's got to slide to him. The right guard's got to slide to Miles. The right tackle's got to slide um, got a slide to, um, uh, I'm sorry, side to uh, Smith outside. Right. Now, if the back blocks, they can even bring Martin Emerson if they want. So they've now dictated what they want. They're not waiting for the defense; they're dictating. And these are when you get the big hits. This is when, um, this is when they, this is when they sped up his clock. This is what Jim Schwartz does, and this is another idea of this position flexibility that allows him to do a lot of different things. Yeah, definitely. And you see Thornhill at the top of the screen there; he can get that full field vision direct traffic back there as well and i just can't get over how good uh M- mj emerson has done to go along with ward and newsom and grant delpit as well overall in the year i think we got one more picture here to go through mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's pop that up here. Okay, here we are. Now, let's, okay, so let's break this down. 
this is gonna be from earlier. This is this is during during the yeah, preseason against KC. So this is what you constantly see. If you, you look at the black line, the black line is the line of scrimmage. The yellow line that I've made through the first and ten uh, by the big yellow box where it says Browns defensive line recreates the line of scrimmage. You're gonna see this is where they're at on every snap. So on every snap, they're not waiting for doubles. They're not waiting for reaches. They're not waiting for down blocks. They are dictating by blowing these gaps. And that's why you have a guy like Jordan Elliott and Alex Wright. These guys are playing at a much higher level because their rules are a lot simpler. And when your rules are a lot simpler, you can rely on your talent a little bit more because you're not thinking. And these guys in the NFL, they want to do it right. So they constantly think about what their job is. Well, Schwartz has made their job get upfield and cause chaos. And you can see this is how every – Every play starts. So you, it's always three yards. So by the time uh, they're in pass protection or the run scheme is started, the Browns defensive line is three yards in the backfield. This allows the offensive line has to account for them. And it allows that second level of linebackers, JOK and those guys to run around and make plays because they're worried about the penetrating guys. Now, because they're penetrating, now the secondary knows they're all sped up. So this is the idea of the secondary is marrying with the uh, off the defensive line, the linebackers, they're all working together in unison. The secondary knows pressure's coming so they can be tight and man. And they can take away those hot routes, those slants, those hitches, and things like that. So it's all working together. Um, this is just me. This is their number one thing that Jim Schwartz has brought to the, uh, you know, he's covered motions. He does a lot of different things. Right. But this is his number one thing. They recreate the line of scrimmage backwards every snap. Absolutely love it. I, it it's There's a preseason example. We saw it in full display against the 49ers and for the most part all year. Now, Lance, what does this mean for the Colts game coming up right now? Because, okay, Anthony Richardson gone for the year, rookie QB, lots of talent. But I, I saw some people, oh, we played Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew can beat you. Like I said off the top, Gardner Minshew can beat you if you give him time. If you pressure and rush Gardner Minshew, you can create chaos for him and that offense because he gets a little flighty and uh, and freelances. Um, for the Schwartz defense, is this something where going into the Colts, well, you obviously game plan per individual and per team. Um, is it a case more where they're just going to try to, like you said, keep it simple? And it's like, we're going to do similar stuff to this. Try to pressure Minshew. Try to make him make mistakes. And, and, and like you said, dictate, bring, you're not going to tell us what we're going to do. We're going to tell you what we're going to do. And you have to adjust the offense. Well, one of the things you get with a with a defense like this or an offense that runs the same schemes, you know, the old wing T or run and shoot, things like that, is that you're not really worried about what the opponent does. And what that does for me as a coach, it allows you to rep it. So regardless, they're always going to game plan for uh, players. You know, they got a couple good receivers. Moss is a good back. Taylor, you know, all these kind of Minshew. Minshew threw for 329 yards last week. He's a gunslinger, so he's going to take chances. But what it does, is the Browns don't care who they play. Jim Schwartz doesn't care who they play. They're pros, so they're working on it, but they're doing what they do. So instead of saying, we need to stop this, we need to stop this, for months now, they've been working on what they do, penetrating, covering man. Um, so they're getting more reps. And in the NFL, in college, in high school, you win with reps. You don't, you don't win with anything else. You win with what you do and how many times you do it. And that's what the Browns are doing. So right now, they are, they know that, you know, they're going to say, let's get Gardner Minshew off his spot. Let's make sure we stop Moss if, if Taylor comes back. You know, they have a, um, you know, a couple good receivers. Um, Pittman. You know, yeah, they have a couple good. Uh, Pittman's really good at over 100 last week. So they do some, they're going to do, obviously, the NFLs. There's only so many things you do at any levels of football, but the Browns are more worried about themselves defensively. Now, I would say the big, big factor for, 
anybody, I don't care how, is that, the, that was a game. No one thought they could win. They're coming off this high where they were grown men and they were told they had no chance. So you're mm-hmm. a grown man. You're told you have no chance. Now you have to come back down to reality. And this is the next step for the Browns in terms of being mature, making sure you practice well, make sure you heal your body, make sure you rest, make sure the work days you're working really hard. And this is a team you should beat now. Um, but last week you can go to the 49ers. If you're having this interview with, you know, the 49ers <laughs> people, they're saying there's no yeah. way we should lose to the Browns. These are NFL players who are really good who can make plays and you have to plan accordingly now this is a game they should win but they got to get back on track because that back on track because that was a big emotional win and sometimes that's hard to do with young people to get them back on track after yeah. a big win you can't have that letdown we've seen it too many times over the years Lance too many times you're up they read their clippings they read their media social media everyone loves them crashing back down is this a different year is this a different mindset I think for the defense it certainly is because, yeah, you're right. It's going to be the Colts now, and their coaches are going to be telling them, no one thinks you can beat this defense, no, et cetera, blah, 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 and coming in. What I loved, Coach Stefanski gave the players two days off. Who was in on Monday? Who was in day one on the day off? It was the defense. The defense came in. That tells you all you need to know there on the day off. Well, you know, the one thing about Stefanski, I, I, you know, being down there and, and, and seeing him in his interview and see what he does is that he's – he's perfect in terms of preparation and I've always enjoyed his practices and people are upset with some of the things he do, but he prepares well and he prepares what he does. And, you know, the plays they set up with the touchdown run and and they use some traps and whamps and different blocking schemes that they haven't used um, against the 49ers and things like that. But he never gets too high and never gets too low, which is good because when the, you know, when, when the wheels are falling off and people, everybody's losing their mind, they're the same at practice and people get right. mad because they want to see emotion. But the good thing is he's not going to get too high either. So when they come to practice tomorrow, they're going to be back to business and back to work. And that's, what's good about having him in charge. In my opinion is that he's not an emotional guy. There's other yeah. guys. Schwartz is emotional. There's other players that are emotional. He's the, he's the CEO. He's the boss. He's, he's got to be in charge. He's got to be, make sure that his team is ready to play and, and guys are ready to play mentally and physically and win or lose, he goes back to work. And, and that's what I like about him because um, it's a, he sounded the same after this big win as he did after a really, really bad loss to the state, you know what I'm saying? So uh, against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So it's that's what I like is they're going to go back to work. And, and he does, if you go out to their practices, they're super organized and, and they get after it. So um, I have no doubts they'll be ready. It's just emotionally, can they, they you know, get back up after a big win? Can they rise up? Weather won't be a problem. It's in Indianapolis inside. Deshaun Watson, will he be back? That's going to be the question. But boy, man, this defense is absolutely special. Lance, tell people where they can find you. Uh, we love, always love having you on with the insights, with the diagrams, breaking it down for us. Oh, you can just find me at Twitter. It's just at Lance Risen, L-A-N-C-E-R-E-I-S-L-A-N-D. Same with Instagram. It's just at Lance Risen. Again, L-A-N-C-E-R-E-I-S-L-A-N-D. All right, coach. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. As always, thanks for having me. We'll see you soon. All right. There he goes. Coach Lance Reisland. I, I love those those details, the minutiae breaking down. How? Not just Browns won, that's great, but how? Why did they win? And what I love, again, is it's not overly complicated, right? It's it's simple. It's, do, it's that old Belichick thing. Do your job. Sounds cliche. It is. But it's cliche for a reason because it works. It works. So against the Colts, I... I'm, I'm not going to be old, fearful Browns fan here. I think defensively, for sure, Schwartz is going to have these guys absolutely ready. He's going to have these guys absolutely ready and say, hey, you know what? Now, yeah, that signature win, 
you got to follow that up. And the offense, P.J. Walker, man, it wasn't pretty. But bravo. He did it. Five and three as a starter. I don't care if his quarterback rating was 45.9 or whatever the heck. Who cares? You won. You almost lost it, giving away that that uh, intercept, almost interception in the fourth quarter. And I got some messages, people blaming Stefanski. For those of you who haven't seen, that fourth quarter where he bootlegged out, threw it across his body, and it was nearly picked. That was not Stefanski. P.J. Walker came back to the sideline, apologized, and Stefanski said afterwards that, hey, he wasn't supposed to throw the ball. That was a bootleg out and run. And he got a little carried away and did it, and the Browns got a break and got away with it. So don't uh, – look, I'll jump on Stefanski as much as the next guy, but don't bury him on that one. Went for the punt, was conservative. Again, that adaption, using what you have to do to win. Can it be consistent? Will we see that against the Colts and that Gardner Minshew? I think what you got to do, you got to rattle them early. You got to try to pull away if you can. And again, that depends on, on one, if Watson comes back. And two, what Watson are we getting? Because when I was at that game in Tennessee, he looked real good come the second quarter. Real good. Does he step back? He hasn't practiced in 20-something days. We're talking about knocking off the rust. Well, is, is more rust put back on? What do we see? That's going to be the question. But you have the talent. There's no excuse to lose this game. There's no excuse to lose this game if you're the Browns. You need to win this game. This division, the Ravens are on the precipice of pulling away. You have to keep pace. You have to win. You have to keep pace. This next chunk of games are critical. You can win this. Okay? You can win this. All right. Let's, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this until Sunday. And then, uh, you know, Sunday morning, live, 10 a.m. Eastern, we'll break down the Browns-Colts game a little bit more in detail. We'll have updates at that point, of course, on the health of uh, whether it's Joe Batonio, Watson, et cetera, and go there. Also, tip of the cap, dog bone to Dustin Hopkins, okay? How often do we yell about the kicker? Dog bone, dog, no one's in the doghouse. You beat the 49ers, no doghouse today, no doghouse. Dog bones. Go to Dustin Hopkins, P.J. Walker, and the whole Browns defense. Hopkins in weather game. I was nervous. He had said when he came in, he's like, oh, Cleveland's a bad place. And on Phil Dawson Day, where he came in and smashed the guitar off the top, field goal kickers made the difference. Positively for the Browns, negatively for the 49ers. But Hopkins looking rock solid, man. You got to keep it rolling. Special teams defense carrying their load. Can the offense carry theirs? Okay. You know what? Fantasy football time. Six teams on by. By week hell for fantasy football owners. Let's get to Under the Wire. All right. This is not pretty when it comes to fantasy football this week, guys. Okay? This is this is not, not an ideal situation. Look at some of the names. And I'm sure, uh, just like I did, when you go to your fantasy team on a, on a Tuesday and the week has, uh, you know, readjusted and reset. And you are reminded that the teams on by this week, in by week hell, the Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, Texans, six. Six teams. Some hurt more than others, but six teams are all. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Huh. It's going to be an aggressive waiver wire week for people trying to backfill. And this is why it goes back to drafting. You have to pay attention to your bye week. You don't want to be caught in a week seven hole, week nine, whatever. Um, and I got to tell you, the waiver wire, it is thin. It is thin. You got your fantasy football questions. Get them in using hashtag AskAndy on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns. Make sure you click notifications, right? Right up there. Click notifications. Get to get some, some of our sweet sick podcast gear, fantasy football and Browns gear. Link is below. Um, and when we're looking all around, I got to start with running back. Jordan Mason of the 49ers. We just saw the 49ers, right? Christian McCaffrey, oblique injury. Again, this is where we got to be tracking everything. Um, and Debo Samuel out. If McCaffrey is severely limited or out, Mason, not Elijah Mitchell. I got several tweets at AndyMC81, hashtag AskAndy. Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason. Who do I get off of waivers? Well, Jordan Mason rushing touchdowns in back-to-back games, including the one versus the Browns. Uh, getting first dibs when McCaffrey went down makes Mason the running back to add over Elijah Mitchell. That's the reason. We're seeing more explosiveness. We're seeing confidence. We're seeing him find the end zone. I don't care if it was a garbage touchdown a couple of weeks. So he got in. So 6% rostered is Jordan Mason. So he's there. Question is, how, how much fab do you spend? I wouldn't go crazy, you know, unless you are like in true running back peril and you don't got anybody. Um, because McCaffrey, this is not going to be a long-term, apparently, injury for McCaffrey. So, and you can always get a bit of a mix of, of Mitchell. We know Shanahan can be weird and pop people in and out, but especially if Debo misses time, you're going to get more opportunity. So Jordan Mason, after that, we look to the Rams. Kyron Williams, looks like he's going to miss probably one game, bit of an ankle, but it's one and it comes at a bad time at the bye and maybe, maybe more. Zach Evans, Royce Freeman, they're hosting the Steelers. So one, I don't love either of these guys. And two, you play the Pittsburgh defense. So Zach Evans, sixth round rookie, played six offensive snaps. Six, not a big body of work. Royce Freeman, journeyman guy. He was he flashed at times in Denver, but the reason he's coming off the practice squad is because he's not very good. He's not, not, not a great running back. This has committee written all over it. Um, there's also second stringer Ronnie Rivers, injured PCL, and then he, he is doubtful. So does he play? If you have to get one, I would say Zach Evans. I would say you go with Zach Evans. I think 1% rostered. This could very well, you got to track this up. This could very well prove to be a non-starter. If a Kendra Miller for the Saints is available, that's someone to take a look at. And how about old Zeke Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott of the Patriots, 43% rostered, hosting Buffalo. Stevenson injured. We saw his uptick in workload happen, did Elliott. First touchdown as a Patriot last week. Got the extra work the week before, hauled in four passes. We're seeing that bit of a corporation. You were obviously the ceiling, like you were bumping your head on this ceiling because the Patriots offense sucks. Like this is a horrible, horrible offense. I don't have to tell you, right? There is there is not a lot of meat on the fantasy bone here. Real life fantasy-wise, nothing. But you look at what Ezekiel could do if getting a sizable increase in workload, makes him a fringe RB2 and flex player. And with these bye weeks, man, like you might not have a choice. If you miss out on Jordan Mason 
at least if Stevenson doesn't play. And again, we won't fully know that for a few days. So you have to be proactive. At least Zeke, he's done it. He's not the guy he used to be, but they can lean on him a bit. So Zeke Elliott, a nice ad. My favorite ad of the week is going to be at tight end. Jonu Smith. Remember Jonu Smith? He's with the Titans. Was it Patriots last year? Whatever. Now he's with the Falcons, 19% rostered. And who would have thought Jonu Smith, not Kyle Pitts, not Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith is the tight end to own on that Falcons team. Um, and Desmond Ritter as well. If you're real desperate for a quarterback, he is not good. He is. No. Last two weeks, though. Last week, 19 fantasy points. Week before, over 20. Could be ugly, but might be a nice, might be a play. They're at Tampa Bay. Might be a play if you are super desperate for a quarterback. In one of my leagues, I kind of am, and I might be going Desmond Ritter as my second in a two QB league. I may be going that way. We'll we'll see. But look at John Smith. So three consecutive weeks of double-digit fantasy points in PPR. 15.5, 13.7, 14.6, and receptions, 6, 6, and 4. And only in the last game did he get a touchdown. So why is this important? It's because you look at those fantasy points I just outlined. You have guys who need two touchdowns, touchdown, two catches, one fluky run to get those. Only one touchdown over that stretch for John New Smith. That means he can be self-sufficient and isn't touchdown dependent. Those can be bonuses. That's what makes him viable. So when I'm looking at, at that, it seems, again, crazy to think Smith over Pitts, but it's Pitts who's not putting up the numbers. Smith is in that offense. And that, that makes him probably my favorite play of this week. If you need to add in, you could be looking at him for a flex if you're in trouble, whatever it might be. So um, let's pull up uh, a lot of the questions were tight end. They were kind of general questions just overall. So kind of lump them together. But let's pull up a tweet here. See what we got right there. Yeah, uh, from Brent at uh, Brickson44. Andy, should we take Browns in suicide pool this week? Watson might be back. Thanks. Interesting question. Don't get a lot of those suicide pool ones. And this is tricky because you're week seven. You probably used up some of the obvious ones. And if you made it through, hopefully you didn't get zinged on picking the 49ers or Eagles because both those games look like they probably should have been gimmies. Brown's first third-string quarterback ever to win on his first start in expansion era. 12 had done it before. P.J. Walker got it done. Just saying. Good for him. Um, I think it's a play where... Depending what the other options are. So I'd say, okay, what are the other team options? Um, this is a game the Browns should win against the Colts. We've seen them be have major letdowns before. Absolutely. They should win it. You know what? I'm feeling good. I say yes. Roll with the Browns on it. Why not? Right? Why not? Let's, let's do this thing. Let's go with the Browns against the Colts. Got a question in here from... Uh, on Twitter, using the hashtag AskAndy at AndyMCD1 at SickPodBrowns from at TWolf1979. Uh, let's see. Is DJ Moore a valid play with Justin Fields out this week? Interesting question. That's tough. And in a bye week where you have six teams out, you probably don't have a better option. Now, let's just take a little gander here because Justin Fields, who fantasy-wise – was looking real good, right? He was running. He was improving. The record at one and five isn't what you want it to be. But now if you're the Bears, you have 
Uh, second up, Tyson Bagent. And third, Nathan Peterman. How is that guy still in the league? Nathan Peterman's arguably the worst NFL quarterback I've ever seen. Just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's worse than Mac Jones, and Mac Jones is not good. Bailey, he's worse than Bailey Zappi. You're going to be capped big time. But, but the, the issue could be sometimes these third, fourth string guys find their, uh, you know, third, fourth string targets that they practice with all the time. Otherwise, they try to funnel the ball to the man. DJ Moore is that man. I think you still go with DJ Moore. You temper your expectations, um, but I, you probably don't have a better choice. Uh, let's see. Thunderwolf asking on Twitter, in a loaded team bye week, how far in advance should you plan for it? That's a good question. I think you start planning for it really at your draft. You try not to double yourself up too much uh, on these. Um, you got to keep looking ahead and look ahead before other people are going to look ahead. So if you have a team two weeks out and you know you're going to be really light at tight end or running back, let's say tight end, for example, well, maybe this is the week you'd go get John U. Smith, who I just talked about. Bench him, park him, use him, whatever. And you're going to have him ready. Try to prep ahead a couple of weeks there. So, um, and kickers, if you need any kickers because of the bye week, Brett Mayer of the Rams and Dustin Hopkins of the Browns, two best kickers available at under 50% ownership. So you can take a look there. And of course, folks, hey, you know what? The NFL season is going strong. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Five for 200. Come on. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. So you bet, you sign up, you get a sweetener deal. So don't get that anywhere else, right? Uh, you use code SICKSPORTS. Get in the game day. Get into the greatness of DraftKings Sportsbook now. Download the app. Use code SICKSPORTS. And that's where, again, you score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 bucks on the NFL. Use code SICKSPORTS. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? You call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Use code SICKSPORTS. Folks, let's keep riding this high, man. Let's keep feeling good. Let's keep rolling. Let's keep riding. And let's go in to Indianapolis and jack it up four. Let's get into win number four. Okay? Let's get four and let's keep stacking. No more old Browns. No more, oh, we're feeling good about ourselves and we're going to crash and burn. Uh-uh. You go put the boots to that mustache, bandana, jort wearing, uh, Baker Mayfield wannabe lookalike a Gardner Minshew. Okay? You go get him. We can do it. The defense can, and we'll hopefully have Deshaun Watson back and see what that offense looks like. Still a TBD on expectations there. Thank you so much to Coach Lance Ryzen. Always love having him on. Make sure you click notifications, follow, share. Get us on Twitter, X at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns. Hashtag AskAndy for fantasy football. Instagram and TikTok at AndyMCSports. Check the links below as well. Lots of fun stuff there. All right. For Sammy, for Lance, I'm Andy. You've been watching the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. And as always, go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.